The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Oh, now, can the MCU be saved? <laughs> well, so right off the bat, you've got the continuing troubles of Jonathan Majors. So uh, now theories come about, uh, what do they do? Just recast King? Or maybe even kick King out altogether and bring in the real big bad Dr. Doom? Uh, now that they have control of the Fantastic Four uh, characters, and of course, uh, a Fantastic Four film is underway, uh, do they need to uh, jump ahead on that? I remember earlier uh, there was rumors swirling around that Doctor Doom would be introduced in Black Panther, that he would be the one behind the scenes manipulating uh, Namor into his uh, battle with the Wakandans. Uh, whether there was anything to that and it got scrapped at the last minute or whatnot, perhaps, or it just was never true to begin with, either way, uh, hasn't shown up yet. And uh, he's certainly a more popular villain uh, than Kang. Most people outside of the comic books uh, don't know uh, Kang. But his time travel abilities and whatnot made a lot of sense for their approach to uh, multiverse shenanigans and whatnot. Uh, but... Um, well, things have changed. <laughs> so, uh, once again, making use of the good services of Cosmic Book News, who uh, puts everything together from this article in Variety, uh, acknowledging the crisis at Marvel. Uh, finally, uh, one of the big trades uh, is acknowledging that uh, thing uh, that, that MCU is not invincible anymore. And uh, that's been obvious for quite a while. It takes them some time to get to it. Gee, I wonder why. So, uh, a little excerpt here. The damage to his reputation and the chance he could lose the case, that being Majors, uh, with his, uh, you know, uh, assaulting his girlfriend uh, case, uh, forced Marvel to reconsider its plans uh, center, uh, to center the next phase of its interlocking slate of sequels, spinoff series, around Majors' villainous character, Kang. Uh, but then also, uh, a studio source notes that regardless of the actor's legal issues, Marvel already had considered moving away from a Majors-led phase because of the box office performance of Quantumania, which will struggle to make a profit. It gave people pause, given that Quantumania didn't exactly land. Now, uh, the I liked the Ant-Man films again, but uh, the Ant-Man films didn't really perform on par with the other Marvel films. So I, but still. All the hoopla and uh, the Loki series having introduced Kang, uh, and that Kang was the next big thing, and you better show up, uh, just didn't work. And that's following, uh, you know, a, a year of crap, just pure crap from MCU. And so a lot of that goes more to the fault of that rather than uh, the Ant Man film, which was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as a lot of that crap. But still, with Kang being this uh, big, formidable foe, uh, and yet Ant-Man defeats him, you know, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a problem. So, 
Uh, so yeah, Doctor Doom is someone they're looking at. Uh, the report, uh, the variety goes on. Down the Major's King, Doctor Doom could carry uh, its own headaches. His major has already been set up to be the next big bad. Marvel is truly effed, and with the whole Kang angle, uh, one top deal maker who has seen the final Loki episode. Uh, so, however, that is they haven't resolved it, and he says they haven't had an opportunity to rewrite until very recently because of the WGA strike. But I don't see a path to how they move forward uh, with him. Uh, so, you know, I was wondering about that, and at the time I'm taping this, uh, the the heart of the TVA episode where uh, this. Kang variant explodes into spaghetti at the end. Spoiler. <laughs> I was wondering, oh, uh, is this how they write him out? Or, you know, I don't know. Uh, but any one of the Kangs you kill, there's always another one because of all his variants and whatnot. So, uh, but this makes a lot more sense. They just didn't have the opportunity to do it because of the strike. And so, uh, whatever uh, Loki ends on it ends on the original plan that they had with Kang is that they explore more of that uh, it well kind of sort of uh, on the side they're not really exploring a whole lot in season two uh, it's just a bunch of running around the, down the halls and stuff <laughs> so uh it, this was supposed to be their big villain, and then on top of the problems there, even without his illegal problems, because that's not why Quantumania failed. Uh, so uh, you had you, you squandered the goodwill and uh, love of the franchise with bad movies, one after another. And by the time you get here, and then on top of all of that, this scandal happens with your actor. Uh, it's just you just can't catch a break, you know. <laughs> Uh, so meanwhile, uh, oh boy, uh, what about the Marvels? The Marvels will come in and save the day. Well, <laughs> so now another aspect of the Variety uh, article says, uh, however, the report offers something new and says Nia DaCosta, that's the director that they put on there who has no experience in these type of movies. Uh, once again, uh pursuing the woke rules of skin and genitals, uh, put her in the, uh, this position. So the Marvel is in post-production. The star and work, she left it to work on another project. <laughs> Set to star Tessa Thompson. Then eyebrows were raised again when the costume began working on another film. The Marvels was still in post-production. The filmmaker moved to London <laughs> earlier this year to begin prepping for her Tessa Thompson drama, Hedda. A representative for DaCosta declined to comment. If you're directing a $250 million movie, it's kind of weird that the director for, for the director to leave with a few months to go. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would think so. Uh, and so earlier comments and whatnot, she w was saying, well, it's really Kevin Feige's movie and everything. And whatever else she wanted to do was probably no good. I'm sure this is yet another Marvel production that was reshot God knows how many times and then ran out of time due to strikes and whatnot. And uh, whatever they've cobbled together, they're going to dump on the theater. And it, it, it never mu had much of a chance to begin with. Uh, Captain Marvel, we all know the secret to its success is that it got a teaser at the end of Infinity War, which is the big movie of Marvel, to set up Endgame. And so people uh, thought that Captain Marvel was pretty significant uh, for that. You can't say, oh, well, Ant-Man movie didn't do as good as Captain Marvel. Ant-Man didn't get a teaser. In Infinity War. So, 
uh, Captain Marvel did. That was her symbol on Nick Fury's little device there at the end. Uh, uh, and so uh, you don't have that now. And uh, Brie Larson, of course, a lot of people. <laughs> but the Captain Marvel uh, entity in and of itself is not really on her. I mean, it just wasn't handled well. The character wasn't weaved in the proper manner in which Spider-Man and Black Panther were. And uh, so there you have it. You have a shoehorned character where uh, Marvel lied to the audience saying that this was significant for Infinity War and Endgame. And it wasn't. Just a shoehorned character. And uh, so, and there's just no love for it at all. Uh, meanwhile, you've got two other characters who were introduced on D plus shows. And uh, although I liked uh, Ms. Marvel's show, and she seems like a nice kid and everything, and I liked uh, Tayana Paris's performance of Monica Rambeau, who was the original uh, first female Captain Marvel. <laughs> Never gonna let that go. <laughs> And but then uh, WandaVision was the show she was introduced in, and then they screwed that up. And Kevin Feige proudly announces that he sabotaged that show because they suddenly realized Doctor Strange was a white male and they had to get him out of there. But then they didn't have anything to replace it with. So, uh, most of the movie going audience, even MCU fandom, do not know these people, and so the movie never had much of a chance. And then you put an amateur in charge of it who's so irked at being second guessed uh, by Kevin Feige that she just leaves for some other movie in the middle of post-production. So not looking good uh, for that. So, oh no, what do you do? Well, maybe you get the original team back. <laughs> and for a long time, it's a good guess that you're going to get some cameos. It's just a matter of would Robert Downey Jr. return uh, I think it could probably get Chris Evans in there. Thor, yeah, and Hulk. Uh, and But there was the lawsuit with Scarlet. So, uh, but, you know, <laughs> desperate times and everything. So once again, uh, Variety continues. With Iger publicly acknowledging the downside of a Marvel TV glut, that diluted focus and attention. Well, it's not just that it's a glut, Bob. It's a, it's, it, they were terrible. They weren't any good. Uh, I keep going. Uh, Miss Marvel was the best show they produced. Nobody cared about it. Nobody saw it uh, because it was surrounded. Uh, well, because it's a, not a well-known character and everything. And then, of course, the other shows were terrible. So, yeah, people had already noped out. The keepers of the comic book empire are considering some dramatic moves. Sources say there have been talks to bring back the original gang for an Avengers movie. That would be Secret Wars. This would include reviving Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man and Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, both of whom were killed off in Endgame. That shouldn't be a stumbling block in comic books. Beloved characters are often killed off, only to be resurrected thanks to the power of things like the multiverse. But the studio has yet committed to the idea because it's going to be pretty costly because, oh, if it were able to bring those actors back, it wouldn't come cheap. <laughs> Sources say Downey Jr.'s upfront salary for Iron Man 3 was around $25 million. Well, that was quite some time ago, so it's probably worth more now. Uh, so even that is just to get this massive boost in the hopes that you would achieve that. I'm not sure that would be enough. Um because the storytelling is so bad at the moment. And so, oh, yeah, but they're all back. And to, I, the idea is what? They're going to do a few more Avengers movies after that? No. You know, I the idea that they could finagle cameos from these characters 
uh, with these actors playing those characters uh, was not far-fetched. I don't think it's just the, the cost of it. Um, but uh, continuing on, you wouldn't be able to. The Secret Wars movie is easily, obviously, designed to be a reboot. So that means recasting it. So you get Iron Man and Black Widow and Captain America and all that back. It would just be new actors and you start over, you know, newer, younger, cheaper actors. <laughs> and with uh, the X-Men and Fantastic Four uh, all thrown in there, you can kind of do more of uh, a Marvel Cinematic Universe that is recognizably even more loyal to uh, the original material as far as they could go with that. You just give a good send-off of the original movie universe that you created and you introduce all this and also some cameos from the Fox X-Men and that sort of thing. And they've already done the deal with Spider-Man. And there you go. Uh, and, and that's more akin to what you would do. It's just the appetite has soured so bad. I'm not even sure this could do much for them. Now it goes into the other ideas that there was this Nomad series uh, for D plus where Chris Evans would play Captain America, but traveling through time and finding out the president of the United States was a part of secret empire and that he becomes no man. This is based on an actual story that did happen. Captain America gave up being Captain America and became a superhero called Nomad, uh, be, uh, thinly veiled in response to Richard Nixon's presidency and <laughs> the scandal of Watergate and all that. Uh, but here they would just say, well, he was a member of the Secret Empire and all that. And that was the plot, too. I, I'm blanking on it. But yeah, it, it didn't. I think they kept him in shadows and stuff. <laughs> But that was the idea, and so he just like I, it's, this isn't, isn't America I remember anymore, and that sort of thing. And then he uh, encounters uh, Tony Stark in the past, so that would be a cameo uh, by Robert Downey Jr. for for that purpose. Whether they could work that out or not, uh, I, I don't know. They might just scrap it, and uh, because they're desperate for Secret Wars to save them which I'm dubious uh, it can. So the, a Nomad series sounds like something they would have tossed around, but whether or not they can achieve that, especially now after, really, it, the failure of D-plus Marvel, um, it, probably not. So it's looking like uh, the post, there's supposed to be the Avengers Kang dynasty, uh, which would have gone further into all the multiple Kangs and all that, and then that would spill over into Kang Secret Wars. Well, uh, my time to shine. Hello, Scooper uh, on Twitter says, Thank, uh, Secret Wars, yes, King Dynasty, no. So King Dynasty may have gotten the axe. Mm. So uh, uh, Upstate says RD, RDJ is back. So it's like, oh, it's a done deal. They've got him on board uh, to come back. Uh, which, good lord, where did they find the money, you know? Because I, I, as far as he was concerned, I think he said, look, the character story arc is done and all that. The other option here would be that uh, the, the the Iron Man he plays is not the same Iron Man. This would be an Iron Man from, from another universe because Secret Wars uh, would delve into multiverse shenanigans and the, the end result would be a new universe coming out of it and all of that. So, um, maybe that's maybe that's part of the deal too. Oh, you'll you'll get to play a different version of the character. Oh, yeah. well, I don't know. Okay, we're putting another zero on. Okay, here we go. <laughs> 
So, what else is on the chopping block? Well, uh, there's rumor coming around by Empire City box office saying, hearing that Thunderbolts uh, is not moving forward uh, and uh, it's going to get scrapped uh, once the strike is over, and that Blade's in trouble. Blade's been in trouble for quite a while. However, Scooper Daniel RPK says, no, that's not true. Um, But it would stand to reason that this may come to pass. Um, don't really mind it. It's not the real Thunderbolt story. That's part of the problem. Uh, this isn't the real Taskmaster. <laughs> That's a big, bigger problem. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I did like uh, Kurt Russell's boy here <laughs> playing that character. That was it. He was pretty good in the role. I wish could have. And, and if this would uh, continue with that story, that would be interesting. Bucky, of course, I think, but the story was that he dies in this one. So, uh, but then, you know, you, you end out your character all in, in Florence. Pugh, the opportunity. <laughs> She's a nice lady. I uh, is uh, the new Black Widow and so on and so forth. Um, uh, but considering the level and how much I despised Falcon and Winter Soldier, the series, because of the ethic it had where your major superhero is sympathetic to a mass murderer, uh, I don't really care if they scrap it uh and then uh blade has just been rewritten and staff fired and god knows what else uh it was all going to be he would be playing uh, second third or fourth fiddle to a female character and stuff like that <laughs> it was just um which would be odd that you go after an oscar winner actor to be the main character and uh, blade would could have been an opportunity to carve out a whole nother uh area uh, with horror-related characters, and Doctor Strange could play a role in that. Uh, and then with the Werewolf by Night, a short film they did for D Plus was actually very good. And uh, elements like that you could have expanded upon, but that's just it. They don't really have a direction or any vision, and that's obvious now. So, um, outright canceled and scrapped? I'm, well, it could be, because... Uh, uh, they got to pull resources somewhere to get Robert Downey Jr. back. <laughs> so maybe they'll save money on that. It's a shame, but uh, possibly. So, but my guess is if they had to choose between the two, they would keep Blade and drop uh, Thunderbolts. So I don't know. But that was the movie. Was, I think what Thunderbolts was supposed to introduce the Red Hulk, wasn't it? Or no, that's Captain America 4 with uh, Sam Wilson as new Captain America. But then again, is that going to get scrapped? <laughs> but anyway, uh, of course, only a rumor, but uh, there's credibility to it because, yeah, the projects uh, are in trouble. And uh, so, but still, I think they would try to salvage Blade before they. Uh, rather than save Thunderbolts, but I don't know, it's just my guess. Meanwhile, what about that other superhero universe that's going to reboot because it never got off the ground? The DCU! Well, we'll end on this. Uh, hearing rumors, of course, about, not really, Cornsweet is Superman and will be the Superman of Superman Legacy. Uh, they haven't yet cast a Lex Luthor. Uh, and, and all of that, but they have gotten the, the guy who was the showrunner for Ozark series, which was pretty good. I haven't seen it at all, but I did like uh, what I've seen so far, uh, and that's that's interesting. That's good. Um, and then a, the Question series will, will be introduced. So uh, they're looking for Luther, but they had to hold off 
because of the actor strike, which is still ongoing as of taping. Uh, so they'll have to delay on that. Um, and uh, so the question, apparently this was tossed around for a CW series. <laughs> uh, but think about that, just a simple uh, a take on a, vi- a vigilante uh, who's a reporter in real life and that sort of thing. Um, it could have been pulled off, but again, there's nobody with talent and vision uh, there. But since that's over with, perhaps they've dust off the basic pitch and uh, you know restructure it for a, a Max series. And so you might be getting uh, the question: Who was, of course, um, the inspiration for Rorschach and uh, the Watchmen? So uh, this again from my time to shine. Hello. Uh, saying the question TV series is in the works. So, and uh, has a fairly decent track record. So, uh, perhaps that's on yet another project that'll be a part of the new DCU as it will all be connected. So, there you go uh, for DC's little uh, tidbit uh, with all this MCU news, uh, with all of its troubles. <laughs> this, oddly enough, just by comparison, uh, I don't know. Maybe DCU is doing much better than MCU. <laughs> but again, of course, they have to actually roll out product, which they haven't done yet. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Police arrest dog owner for getting her 76-year-old neighbor shit-faced. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A Florida woman is facing a felony charge after allegedly shoving a bag of dog poo into the face of an elderly neighbor. Kaylee Robertson, 28, was arrested after a confrontation at the mobile home park where she and a 76-year-old victim live in separate residences. According to a complaint charging Robertson with battery on a victim 65 years or older, she became upset with Daniel Powell, who would always speak with her while she walked her dog. Robertson took an unsecured bag of dog feces and pushed it into Powell's face, leaving feces smeared on his face and the bag on the ground, which is not nearly as relevant, but nevertheless, she left it there. The dog waste bag matched those in the defendant's possession, and she ultimately admitted to the battery. Robinson who was released from jail after posting $2,500 bond, pleaded not guilty to the third-degree felony. Well, it's a, a bizarre form of assault, to say the least, but there's all kinds of illnesses one can contract from poo-poo. So, in the end, this was some serious shit. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. 
What the hell are you talking about, Bagsley? You heard, Sam. We've got to turn the ship back into the storm. No, Miss Nate. If, if, if we change position, we could lose the signal. Signal? What are you talking about? What signal? Well, I, well, I was monitoring the communications, and all of a sudden, there was a transmission. And uh, if we could locate them, th th that could lead us to rescue. Oh, my God. Uh, really? Uh, yes, yes. So, uh, until we can pinpoint the location or get a signal to them, I I, I recommend we, we stay put. What? what? No, Bagsley. I mean, we don't have any choice here. If we don't turn the ship around back into the storm, there won't be any of us left to be rescued at all. What's going on? What's, what are they doing in there? Mac, Mac, lay back down. Take it easy. They're dealing with those bugs. And they're distracting them from coming over here. We ought to be all right. Sounds like they're successfully shooing them out of the room. They'll be on the outside. And when the ship gets back to the storm... Gets, gets back to the storm? What do you mean? Well, we're going to use that to get rid of them like we did the last swarm. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like they're sounds like they moved off. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check in a bit. Oh, I mean, do you do you think I'm gonna end up like Baluna? Uh, well, look, I. This is all new to me, you know. I, I, I've given you the, the antibiotics we have available. Uh, should fight off uh, the infection in hopes that that'll have some preventative measures on on the parasites, but... But it probably won't. Um, yeah, man, look, uh... Listen, buddy, uh, uh, I'm sorry about the stuff I said about uh, Belinda back there. You know, I know why you're all mad and everything. And uh, Well, you know, it was uncalled for. And, uh, well, I, look, I'm going to do the best I can to, uh, to, to, to help you. Yeah, well, okay. I... Listen, I'm not hearing them out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there uh, to at least, you know, shut the outside door. So uh, just in case the swarm tries to double back, uh, well, we'll have something of a buffer between them and us. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll be right back. Oh, jeez. How could that many bugs come out of the bunny of that chick? This is ridiculous. Just keep them at a distance. Just keep them at a distance. Oh, man, my torch done going out. Yeah, mine too. Use them as clubs. We can only hit so many. We can't keep them at bay. They're going to get to us. All right. Head for the galley. 
Come on, come on, come on, come on. Get the door, get the door, get the door. Get the door. Get the door. Get the door. Get the the doors aren't gonna hold them for long. Yeah, well, it's just gotta hold them long enough for the ship to. What the hell? Oh, now what? We should at least be on the banks of the storm by now. What the hell's going on up there? I'm done arguing with you, Mr. Bagsley. We don't really have a choice here. Until the threat of the swarm has been eliminated, we'll have to worry about this signal until that's been accomplished. Now get out of the way. I'm changing the course of the ship. Well, I'm afraid I I can't allow that, Miss Nate. <laughs> now, make contact. All tech. Code zero ten zero ten zero ten. Command code zero zero one. Command. Command code received. Hold position, Director Bagsley. Any and all music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and other public domain and copyright-free sources. Secret alien base found on the moon? Perhaps, but maybe not. A recent claim about the presence of an operational moon base was made by Dr. Michael Sala, who works for the Chinese Space Agency in their attempts to achieve a manned mission to the moon. If successful, this will be the first such landing since NASA's Apollo 17 in 1972. Sala says that the base was the result of the military-industrial extraterrestrial complex. Even more outlandish were his comments that NASA was actively bombing such bases as well as ancient artifacts and facilities to cover up their existence. Furthermore, he has stated that the secret mining missions were being carried out by a secret world government that had made a covert pact with an unknown extraterrestrial race. Like any such claims, make of them what you will. There is a photograph which appears to show an axle and wheels abandoned on the moon's surface that was apparently taken by Luna 13 spacecraft following a successful Soviet moon landing on December 24th, 1966. 
It was the second soft landing the Soviets had achieved, but only the first in the Sea of Clouds, where the photograph was taken. So what is the strange object lying abandoned on the moon's surface? Where did it come from? Who left it there? Two other Soviet spacecraft, Luna 2 and Luna 5, had impacted the moon at the Sea of Clouds prior to the Luna 13 landing. And speculation is that the axle and wheels might have belonged to one of these craft. Luna 2 is known to have impacted the moon at latitude 29.10 north, hundreds of miles from the site of the Luna 13 photograph. While the precise details of Luna 5's crash site Remain unknown. Meanwhile, according to Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon, two massive alien spacecraft were waiting there to greet him as he and the Apollo 11 lunar module touched down on the moon's surface in July 1969. Alleged conversations between Armstrong Mission Control and an unnamed professor also disclosed the reasons behind the U.S. government's shocked decision to cancel the Apollo moon landing program in 1973. It was in response to an alien warning. For the past 40 years, the rumor mill has spun itself out of orbit with claims about what Armstrong actually said following his historic moonwalk. Though the images were grainy and the quality of the transmission poor, Millions of Americans nonetheless heard Armstrong's now immortal one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind speech. But it is what he is alleged to have said next that has caused such fierce debate and no small amount of controversy across the intervening decades. Through the crackle and pop of what many believe was a deliberately contrived poor-quality broadcast, Armstrong was heard to say he could see a light on the rim of a nearby crater. Mission Control responded with a request for more information, following which the transmission went dead. For a full two minutes, nothing was heard. Or was it? According to former NASA employee Otto Bender, who worked on the Apollo program. U.S. radio AMs picked up the following conversation, which was alleged to have taken place during the transmission blackout. Neil Armstrong supposedly said, What was it? What the hell was it? That's all I want to know. Mission Control responded, What's there? Mission Control calling Apollo 11. Neil Armstrong responded, these babies are huge, sir. Enormous. Oh, God. You wouldn't believe it. I'm telling you there are other spacecraft out here. Lined up on the far side of the crater edge. They're on the moon watching us. Though NASA has always denied the authenticity of the transmission, former NASA technician Maurice Chaitlin revealed otherwise. The encounter was common knowledge in NASA, he said in 1979, but nobody has talked about it until now. Chaitlin also confirmed radio communications were interrupted several times during the Apollo 11 mission in order to keep the truth from the public. And there is further evidence of Apollo 11's alien encounter. 
According to several sources, color movie footage of the alien craft was shot by Armstrong's companion, Edwin Buzz Aldrin, the second man to walk on the moon. These same sources claim the CIA took charge of the footage on Apollo 11's return to Earth. Even Armstrong himself is reported to have been silenced on the matter, though naturally, he has always publicly denied this. The Luna base, according to many ufologists, is a newly discovered ancient alien base on the far side of the moon. They say it was filmed by the Apollo astronauts and a number of probes on flyby missions. They also claim the base was a headquarters for a massive mining operation using very large machines to likely extract valuable and rare particles found deep within the moon's rocks. They have evidence to suggest the base was vacated around 3,000 to 5,000 years ago. According to unnamed NASA sources, previous trips to the moon have failed to make visual contact with the base or indeed any other world inhabitants. Radio transmissions directed to the suspected alien bases remain unanswered. Pictures unreleased do show clear evidence of man-made structures in what looks like the fossilized remains of giant drilling machines. Sonar images confirm deep mines running in crisscross patterns below the surface area of the base. Conspiracy theorists claim NASA and the Secret Service are keeping the story under wraps. So, is there an ancient alien base on the moon? Perhaps, but maybe not. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked.